Hello and welcome to Budgeting Redefined. I'm Drew Adams. I'm here with Dan C. Taller. We are the co-founders of Weekly, an app that helps you stick to a budget by making it simple to understand what you have to spend. Uh, this week, we start off by talking about our money weeks and you know different things we spent money on that we were happy about. Then we're going to jump into an article from Tim Ferriss that kind of challenges our frugality mindset. And then we do a deep dive on the different techniques that retailers are using to get us to spend more. So thanks for listening, and we're happy to have you. How was your money week? It was great. But first, I feel like we have to talk about what we're doing right now. And I got to give some props to Drew. We're here. It's like 5 o'clock in Durham, North Carolina. There's nobody around. It's like a hurricane out there. <laughs> and Drew Drew just has like kind of this even even kill mindset to life. He's like, it'll be fine. I, f- I think the, in the words he said was, it sounds like a nothing burger. <laughs> I never even heard that before. You've never heard nothing, but I love it. I'm I'm like sitting over at my office at my regular day job. It's empty. Like yeah. everyone's gone home. Yeah, there was a tornado warning for <laughs> our area, but it came through real quick. But f- can we just stop for a second and say what are we doing with tornadoes in February? Yeah. Hashtag global warming. We need to solve this problem. I like it. I don't have any idea about that, but yes, we sounds like February. We shouldn't be having this. This yeah. is more like. Like uh, late summer, right? We usually have well, yeah, or weather like we, this. or never have tornadoes in North Carolina. Like that's a Kansas phenomenon. Mm, I can't mm. remember having tornadoes at all growing up in North Carolina. Of course, I grew up in the mountains, but I don't think it was that much different here in the Triangle area. But I could be wrong about that. But yeah. I'm not wrong about the fact that it was 100 degrees in the Triangle in October, and that broke a record by nine degrees. Holy cow! It's crazy. Yeah, I, I guess I'm sort of used to it. I spent some time in, in Kansas and Missouri, and I don't know. When we moved out here three years ago, I thought maybe that's just a thing. Yeah. Mm-mm. So we got some crazy weather. But nonetheless, here nonetheless, we are. Here we're we are. doing the pod. We are, yeah. We're here in you the know, midst of the tornado. We're living it up. Love we're, it. We're not, we're not backing down. So glad to be with you today. And your money week. So we were talking about yeah. that. Yeah, money week. So, um, man, it's been good. You know, we've just been rocking, rocking weekly. Every single week. And so um, my wife and I were talking about this phenomenon of uh, the rollover. Mm-hmm. And if you are kind of, if you're, if you're overspending a little bit and you keep rolling that over, but you never turn off your rollover and you kind of like catch up or you're like kind of rolling over the same amount every week. Right. Kind of like overall, you're basically like still kind of on, on track. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like an interesting discussion with our different perspectives. I'm like, yeah, but let's just, you know, let's cut back and just like nip that in the bud and get back to zero. And she's like, man, it's fine. <laughs> she likes the feeling of having the positive green number there. No, no. I'm saying like overspending and like we're just spending a little bit more than oh. we should. So maybe we're like, like if you look at our past four or five weeks, um, We've got like red, right? Like seventy to a hundred dollars mm-hmm. in the red, mm-hmm. but it's pretty consistent, which means that um, until like five, six weeks ago, so the rollover know, we, was we, negative. Yeah, we overspent by like a hundred dollars, and now we're still like every week we're spending our full allowance amount, but we end up rolling a little bit more 
or we end up rolling about the same amount over every week. So it's just kind of this funny thing where I'm kind of like, well, let's get back down to zero. And she's like, nah, it's fine. It's I'm fine. not, I'm not worried about I'm it. I'm comfortable with know? the $78 and in, in yeah, roll over. Yeah. Which is like kind of ultimately since we're not, it's not like we're uh, cutting our losses every week and turning the rollover off and like starting fresh, which would mean we're actually overspending every week. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, we've kind of been working through that in the, in the marriage arena, which I think is, is interesting when you have a partner, you got to, uh, sometimes you got to roll a little bit. Like you may have a more um, loose or a more strict kind of personal code of finances, but you you know you got to make it work in your relationship. Totally. So, um, do you want to do why you'd buy that? Why why'd yeah. you buy that real yeah. quick? Yeah, you want to start. You want yeah, to start. start. Off I had an, I had an interesting one that okay. kind of relates to what we're doing here, building apps. But so I've been. Uh, sometimes I go to lunch and I eat by myself. I'm and I like to play games on my phone. And so I was looking at some games to play. And a long time ago, when I was a young boy, um, my grandmother used to play bridge. Okay, with yeah. us. Do you know yeah. bridge? I, I know the the card game. Yes. I, I haven't really played it, but it's yeah. like an old fashioned card game. Yeah, it's four people around a table, and so it'd be my grandma, my grandpa, and me, and then one of my siblings on the other side, or whatever. We'd change who we were playing with, but then then we'd play bridge, and she taught us the rules of bridge. So for some reason, I've had this sort of. Hey, I'd like to play a game. Maybe I should play bridge. So I downloaded a couple. I've downloaded a bridge, <laughs> bridge game on my phone. This is what we're dealing oh with. Oh my gosh. Gotta be, you are kidding me. In a world where there's probably like a fascinating, like 3D, totally immersive <laughs> game, I'm playing bridge. Like <laughs> by yourself, a four person game by myself at lunch in the corner. <laughs> With an bridge. umbrella, I don't know. I just see you in my in my defense. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett like to play bridge, probably with each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> not on their phones by themselves <laughs> eating lunch. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. You're painting a very sad scene. <laughs> so there I am playing bridge, and so there's this like there's this free bridge, and so I play a a bunch of hands, and they give you like these instructions on what you're doing wrong, and I'm trying to remember the rules of bridge, and also. Maybe apply some strategies yeah. that my forty-eight-year-old brain would understand that my eleven-year-old brain maybe not have yeah. understood back were, then. Were there some lessons that you could re- recall from that being that old? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the total number of of hit points that you would have before you would start bidding, and the number of tricks that you count, and all that was wow. still there. So all the sort of functionally yeah. basics of it. So hats off to yeah my grandparents for that, but. So it it was funny how hard it took, how long it took me to buy something from this app, though. Yeah. Meaning I used this app, enjoyed it for quite a while, used all the free stuff in the app, and then it ran out. It was like, hey, we need some money from you now. And I was like, well, let me go see. There's a second free <laughs> bridge app that I like better. And so I downloaded another bridge app, played it for a little while. It was not as good. Went back into the original bridge app, played it for a little bit more. I don't know why I got extra credits or something like yeah. that. But then there was like, hey, if you want to keep playing, fifty extra hands, gotta gotta pony up. Yeah, gotta pony yeah. up the thing. And I was like, all right, let's do it. I'm in. <laughs> I'm enjoying this lonely lunch saga yeah. or something. Yes. So yeah, so I ended up pay- paying for like hands of bridge on my on my iPhone. Yeah. Was it a one-time purchase? It was a like, one-time purchase of and... deals because it was really expensive. Like if I just wanted to get like all you can eat, I was like, "Wow, let me let me let me slow it down a little bit here." But it was like four dollars for fifty okay. hands or something like that. Oh, I see. Fifty deals. I got you. So then you use those up, and you got to buy more. I got to buy more. Yes, like pay as you go. Right. Yeah. 
So do you ever do that with apps? What's your relationship with buying apps? Um, I basically only buy apps that have a lot of utility to me. I, I'm not, I haven't really ever been into gaming. Um, and so like the only things that really like speak to me are things that I really use regularly on a daily basis. So um, I use an app called Bear that's a note-taking app that's got a subscription um, that's, like, pretty low, but I, I pay for that because it's just, like, something I use all the time. Another one is Day One is a journaling app. Um, so apps like that are really, like, what appeal to me. Like, they work well. They, they help me um, in some way in my life on a regular basis. Cool. That's what I'd say. Um, are you quick to buy those apps, and, or do you take... Uh, time investigating a lot of options before you pull the trigger, make a purchase. I'm not one to do like a ton of research. Um, I usually, but I also don't buy a a lot of apps. So, but if if there's an app that like really works well and speaks to me and like solves a a foundational need, I would say, then I don't have a problem paying for it, which is kind of like uh, some of what we've talked about with our pricing on weekly, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the idea that we're just building really solid software that people um, can use on a, on a very regular basis to solve a very real problem of, you know, managing their budget and simplifying that. Cool. So have you heard of Tim Ferriss? Yes, he, I definitely have heard of Tim Ferriss. Had, well, tell me. Yeah. So my, my, uh, know. my brother has, has read a lot of his stuff and shared some things with me. Um, you know, he's written a bunch of books, four hour work week, mm-hmm. um, and other things like that four hour kind of themed type things, cooking and other stuff. Tools of Titans is yeah, mm-hmm. one of his books, I think. And it's also a pod. Yeah. It's got a bunch of life hacks and yeah. travel things and how to, yeah, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So a, a friend of mine forwarded me one of uh, his articles that he put out recently that was talking about, um, an epiphany he had about frugality in, in his life. Um, and without getting a little Without getting too graphic, (laughs) he goes, why are you still using single ply? Yeah. When he's talking about single ply, he's talking about single ply toilet paper. Because he's like, I I had an epiphany because I was getting ready to use single ply when it was, in his words, a translucent sham. (laughs) Because in order to use single ply, you actually have to double your usage of it. Yeah, at least. And even if it... Even if you do, even if you don't, like you save like $5 a month. And so he was in this article, which we can post on the podcast page. He's like, well, why do I have that frugality mindset that I've moved beyond that? This is clearly not working for me anymore. And to paraphrase, hopefully paraphrase well, what he said is, is that he got a frugality mindset young when he was younger and that it had never been sort of upgraded in his mind yeah. like where it's not working for you anymore maybe you should be spending a little more here because mm-hmm. there is value in in the more in the more spending so i thought this that was pretty interesting and he had this uh one thing where he had to um ask himself some quote unquote difficult questions and one of them was what purchases of a hundred dollars or less have most positively impacted my life in the last 12 months. So looking at, I thought that was fascinating, like taking a historic look, looking at everything and saying, this 
was really worth it. Mm-hmm. And are they grouped in particular areas? And he says, in my case, an example, nearly all the answers were, rela- were related to sleep, health, travel slash experiences or gifts for family and friends. And I want to know your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a great question. Just breaking down our, our spending and thinking about the things that really provide a lot of value. Um, so you want me to answer for my, my own self? How would yeah. I, how would I kind of digest that? Well, as I thought about that question, um, I would say, I've gone through my own kind of transformation in terms of frugality and weekly has been a, an important part of that. Mm. Um, before, uh, I had weekly and the weekly concept in my life, it was the, basically the mindset was like, always try to spend less. Mm-hmm. So like, don't do the big activities. If you, if you do an activity, try to reduce the amount of spending, you know, buy as, as little food as possible, but do go grocery shopping. So you're not eating out like all of those types of things where now um with weekly i have a little bit of a different mindset uh which is uh i have all of my my savings and my expenses set aside and i know how much money is available for the week so it's just simply a matter of allocating that money to the things that matter most mm-hmm. and one of the things that's, that that's opened up uh that hasn't been as much of a thing in the past is doing activities with the family. Mm. So an example of that is, uh, just maybe four weeks ago or so on a Saturday, we had nothing planned. And, um, I, I said to Anna, why don't we take the girls rock climbing and just try it out? You know, like Neither, I mean, both of us have some small exposure to indoor rock climbing, indoor rock, but nothing like, you know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, <clears throat> let's give it a try. Let's see what our girls think about it and have an experience. And so we did, we went down to the triangle rock club and you know, they have like a, a first time cheaper sign up thing where like our whole family got in for $60 and they gave you harnesses and shoes and like, um, a little training and just kind of set you loose. And it was awesome. You know, we stayed there for two hours. Our girls totally loved it. Um, they had these, uh, auto belay mechanisms so we could actually climb some of the walls and get pretty high up without having to have one of us doing the belay part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, and since then we've been back, uh, two other times, um, both times my wife and I didn't climb because it was fun, but not enough fun to pay for it Mm -hmm. for ourselves, but our girls loved it. And we went back a second time and and they climbed and then went back a third time uh, with a friend and took her for her birthday and our two girls. And so um, that's been just uh, a big thing for us. I would say under $100 spend that's been a real value add to our lives that I think historically I would have put the – I probably wouldn't have even been open to the idea because it's like, oh, $60. Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good story. Yeah. Um the one that stuck with me out of what he said here, sleep, health, travel slash experiences and gifts for friends and, and family is that last one is the gifts for family and friends. Cause I, I, I do give gifts to my children and there's a lot of gifts that happen like throughout the year. If you think about it, yeah, right. There's Easter and then there's birthdays and then there's Christmas and it feels like there's a couple other things thrown in there. Yep. Um, and giving gifts to the children is good. Gotta happen. 
right? That's like table stakes. Uh-huh. But when you're giving gifts to your children, you're kind of giving them to yourself too. You kind of, you know, it's, they're a little used, you know, they're running around. <laughs> Do you agree with that? Well, I, I guess it depends on what exactly the gifts are. You mean like because it brings you happiness that they're happy? Yeah. Okay. Right. Not yes. that the gift itself has some utility for you. No, as well. no, no. Okay. <laughs> like one time when our daughter, the reason I say that one time when our daughter turned like three or something, we bought a sound bar and because she loved music and she loved to dance, but you know, we hooked it up to the TV and it's like, we use that all the time. So uh-huh. there was some cross utility <laughs> with that particular gift. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. So one thing that I'm could, one thing that I could really improve on is just kind of giving gifts to people because you just, they're on your mind. I don't know. Like here's yeah. this completely unexpected thing because you said something and I thought about this and I thought you would really enjoy it. Like no strings attached, nothing. I just want you to have this thing or even yes. maybe even just a, like a note could work, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. But it seems to me that investing in that kind of money, if I was to do that more would pay just these huge dividends and sort of, closeness with the people whether what you could talk about the doors that would open you know it would just return a lot and i think that was somewhere i would like to improve on so if any of my friends are listening to this (laughs) watch out (laughs) it's not you're gonna have to hold my feet to the fire i'm follow through i gotta follow through now yeah so i really like that i think that um in general the gift giving culture um can be so much healthier if it's not expected yeah you know like Sometimes, um, sometimes Christmas can be hard at our house, quite honestly, because Mm. we have these young girls and we always try to really drop the expectations on what the gifts will be. Um, but even when we do inevitably, like there can be some disappointment, you Mm. know? Um, and it's, it's so tricky, you know, especially with young kids in, in my opinion, because they don't know what they want. You know, they ask for things that are either like way too small. It's like some kind of treat or something. It's like, that's, that's fine. And we can do that. But like, this is Christmas, you know, it's like you could, you could ask for something more or they just ask for something outrageous. Like, you know, there's just not really as much of a concept yet in terms of like gift giving. So, uh, that can be tricky, but, uh, but to your point, I feel like the unexpected gift can have a lot of, uh, meaning and just kind of detached from all the standard expectations around holidays. Let's put a uh, bookmark in it there. I want to come back and I read this article regarding some tricks that retailers use to get you to spend more money. And I wanted to get your thoughts on, on those, whether you've ever fallen for them or not, or whether you have, uh, you have your eyes out for them. And so we'll be right back. retail we would kind of be incented to maximize the amount of selling that we could do in our stores so i was reading this article on msn about the tricks that retailers use to get you to spend more money or be comfortable spending more money and we actually employ a couple of these ourselves so (laughs) mia culpa 
<laughs> but I wanted to go through these because they're really kind of they're kind of fun and interesting, and I wanted to get your reaction. Yeah. Okay. So um, some of them are sort of common, and you would say, "Yeah, I know that that's going on," but some of them are a little bit interesting. They're in here. So one is like no dollar signs. Hmm. So I'll read from the article here, which is it might seem sleek or chic for that high end restaurant to emit dollar signs on its menu or for that little boutique to not to include them on the price tag. But there's something more at play. Researchers theorize that we're likely to spend when we don't see dollar signs, likely because it helps reduce our psychological pain of paying. Mm, that is very interesting. No dollar signs. Do you think you'd pay more if it was like, oh, this is, there's 13. This is just 13. <laughs> it's just 13. <laughs> 13. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I will say this, which is I, I've heard it in marketing in general. Um, the more people think that they're not influenced by marketing techniques, the more they actually are influenced. Mm. So if you're to- if you're totally unaware that you're being influenced, you probably don't think you're being influenced at all, mm-hmm. right? If you're more aware of the the techniques and how that influences you and your psychology, then you probably will admit that you're more influenced, right? So this is one of those where I would say like, ah, oh, I know it doesn't seem like <laughs> a thing, but I probably really would be influenced. It's just nine. <laughs> um, here's one. Uh, call they're calling it charm pricing. But for uh, if there's anyone out there who's ever wondered why a bottle of shampoo isn't five dollars instead of four ninety nine, um, that's called charm pricing. And researchers have found that we're more likely to think we're getting a deal at four ninety nine because we associate the price more closely with four dollars instead of five. Yes. So weekly is on sale for seven ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. But you were telling me earlier we actually don't have much of a choice in the ninety nine cent part of that. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, the way Apple is set up, uh, when you post a, an ad for a price, you can't just type in whatever price you want. You actually have to pick from a, a preset selection. And now they're all 99 If you think about it, you look on the App Store, you'll never find an app for just $1 even or $6 even. It's all It always ends in $0.99. Cents. Mm-hmm. Here's an interesting one. Supersized carts. It turns out shoppers don't like pushing around empty carts, and marketing experts say a cart that's double the size can lead shoppers to buy, on average, 40% more. Wow. You know, I always wondered what it was about Costco. I think they got a few things going on, but probably the jumbo carts is one of them. In fact, they have carts that don't even have sides. It's just a giant plane that you can <laughs> just put crap on. <laughs> Plus, there's another one in here that I think that they are, quote-unquote, guilty of, which is like buy more and get a lower cost per. And right, you spend right, more right. money than you want to because you yeah. want to get the deal i know that's that's a tricky one i always feel like we you do get a savings there so it's hard it's hard Mm. so liberal return policies this is an oh yes this is an interesting one right it's like yeah you can return it like two months later you can come back and and return it so common sense tells us that i'm reading from the article from msn uh shout out to msn but common sense tells us that customers return more purchases when retailers have liberal return policies. True, but retailers have also found that shoppers are more likely to buy in the first place when such policies are in effect. So, interestingly, longer return windows also correlate with fewer returns, probably because shoppers become more attached to their buys and feel less urgency to decide whether to take them back. 
Is this it, one just makes me laugh. Tell because, me why. Why? So Anna and I have this long-standing inside <laughs> joke about returning stuff to Costco and making the ridiculous claims about why <laughs> we're returning it as a way to justify returning the product, right? Uh-huh. So, for example, <laughs> one of our favorite go-tos is our vacuum, which <laughs> we've had for years. We bought it from Costco, like, I don't know, before we moved to North Carolina, probably four or five years, right? It's had some use and the internals are very dirty and dusty. And it's just like, so we do this stand up comedy with each other, which is like <laughs> us playing out what it would be like to take this back to Costco. Cause okay, we've I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Let's go. We've returned some stuff oh, after having, I mean, not a vacuum, <laughs> but it's just, so the stand up comedy goes something like this. We get to Costco, we bring it up there and we just say something like, I cannot believe you sold me this. This is disgusting. <laughs> if you look at the inside of this thing, try to breathe that in. And like, we've like puffed a little filter thing. The dust's flying everywhere. And we just are like, this is despicable. You well, well, have have you used it, sir? <laughs> uh, well, there's no other side to the comedy. <laughs> it's just a one part act. <laughs> But, you know, you think about things that, like, Costco has a very liberal return policy. You, what is it? Do you know it offhand? Yeah. it's. In fact, we bought some pans there. So they have these vendors that come in and sell stuff. We were talking to one of these vendors. He's selling pans. And he says, you know, Costco's return policy, if you're having a bad day, bring it back. That's the policy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's just like we have literally brought stuff back after a few years. Oh, my. One time. (laughs) Like, why? No, it's legit. They they will take it. So um, I'm trying to remember some specific things, but I don't know, something like maybe a a DVD player or something that, like, stopped working after three years. Oh, my God. And they'll take it back. In In that particular case, I can't remember exactly the product, something like that, but they were like, yeah, it's probably lived, you know, through the lifespan of the product. That's what I'm they like, told you? Yeah. You were, and then I'm what like, happened? Yeah, probably. And then, you know, they did it anyway. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. So it's, it, is, it is a funny thing, you know. Like, I think that's another aspect is it's a little bit embarrassing to return stuff. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you think about it. It's like two minutes of discomfort for $80. Yeah. I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the, uh, you know, <laughs> the origin of the discomfort. <laughs> Why are you not comfortable? Well, to me, it's it's business, right? So, like, if they are operating under a business and this is the agreement that they've set up with us. Right. And we're within that agreement. The, I don't know. You, I don't the, have a problem need with to it. Sense, feel like you're ripping them off because they've agreed to it. Right. Right. You said I could return this for any reason at any duration of time. time. I do think they probably have like some kind of thing. Yeah. You know, but it's years. It is years. I I think I'm recalling a news story where someone bought a a Christmas tree from Costco and then returned it after Christmas. Like a lot, like a live yeah. christmas tree like i oh a live tree i, I think so yeah and like christmas is done <laughs> <They bring it back. laughs> this tree is pitiful <laughs> the, the, Look at it. It's the all... needles are falling all off it looks dead i used it once <laughs> like every day for the past 25 days and now look at you it. it for one christmas and just dead <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story man i love it 
Um, but you know, maybe it's working because you are a loyal Costco customer. No, that that's the other thing is like, look, I come in here every time I spend like two hundred dollars. You know, that's more than I spend on any other store on average by far. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know. I feel like I got I got to make make good on those returns in some cases in order to recoup some of that. <laughs> so here's one clustering products at eye level. That's that's pretty known. Like they put the things there, the name the, the name brands at eye level, so you're more likely to buy them and not like have to mm. scrunch down and get the stuff that's cheaper yeah. on the bottom. You aware of that one? Yeah, I also feel like you know some of it's just kind of like. Mm. There's probably a lot of things you could do that are just functionally make it easier to buy stuff. And is that like a marketing thing? You know, I, I guess maybe like you think about how easy it is to buy stuff on Amazon, right? Right. Like you just literally, if you're signed in and you got your payment stuff set up, you can just press one button and you're done. That's a, that's another tactic in yeah. here is one click shopping. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is just interesting because on the one hand, it's like, I prefer that. Like, yeah, that's a better user experience, right? Yeah. But it does make it easier to buy. Well, that leads me to this one, which is strategic store layouts. So um, the idea is like in the supermarket, a lot of people just want to go and get milk. But the mm. more products that you put in the way, quote unquote, in the way that yep. you have to look at as you go, the more you're likely to spend yes. in, the, in the store. Yeah. You aware of that one? Mm-hmm. Which is, it kind of flies in the face of uh, the online order and pickup, right? Like a mm-hmm. lot of grocery stores now you can purchase things online and then just go and they'll like have it ready for you to be picked up at the front. Right. So what are they going to do with all that missed revenue kind well, of thing? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe to... they recoup it because it's easier. People, uh, frequent your store more because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, I can just buy it online and swing by and it's really convenient. Right. Or so they, they my shopping list is saved over there. Yeah. So press. Right. I'm yeah. Maybe back. there is Repeat like a customers. recurring. Yeah. But they also have that at the bottom of your buy pages, you know, related products and things like that. So maybe that's the the online digital equivalent of passing by all the aisles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, here, Here's one that um, I hadn't heard of but uh, is interesting. Um, hold on. Do-do-do. Vanity sizing. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Stick with me. I'm going to read it here. Is a size 8 really a size 8, or is it closer to a 10 or even a 12? Many clothing brands have been putting smaller size labels on larger cut clothes for a while now. And while it can make figuring out what your size, what size you really are, a headache in any given store, the practice shows little signs of slowing. Simply put, fitting into a smaller size makes shoppers feel good, and shoppers who feel good are more likely to buy. That is a very sneaky and good tactic, I would say, or effective tactic. Yeah. So I was like, I thought I was a size 10, but I'm a size 8 or whatever. For me, it would be like waist size 36. I'm a 34. Wow, I'm really losing weight. These these are great. So would that be an incentive for you personally? Well, it would make – I think just as they say here, I'd feel good about feeling in these jeans and if they felt good or whatever it was, pants, and then I'd be like, oh. Yeah. I These think are good. General, I, I yeah, love this brand. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, you're not any smaller than you used yeah, to be right. just three months ago. <laughs> no, you're the same size. Yeah, that is interesting. I I could definitely see that. And that brings me to it, that brings me to the end of the list yeah. for this time. I love it. That's good. Those are fun good things segment. to to keep in mind. 
Yeah. Now you'll be you'll That's be hilarious. better prepared. <laughs> Shoppers. Yeah. And ready to take stuff back. <laughs> Do it. Look at the, Let's push. Yeah, let's I can't say that I'm immune to taking stuff back either. I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm I'm sure I've pretty much I've done it. <laughs> but um yeah. So thank you for listening. Um before we go, let's uh tell people that we're the co founders of Weekly. It's an app that tries to make spending mindful by keeping you focused on one number. Um, you can down, you can go to weeklybudgeting.com on the internet. You can also search on the app store for weekly budgeting right now. We're near the top or the thing with the big W and, uh, download it and check it out. And we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Happy budgeting. Yeah. Happy budgeting. Thank you. Since I've had that, she's my type of girl, and everybody knows it.